Welcome to the Craft Beer Talk Show. I'm your host, Matt Sausch. If this is your first time, then welcome. If you're a returning listener, then welcome back. This is episode 23 uh, of the show and a, a very special show, in fact. First off, though, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Hope everyone is staying safe. I know COVID cases are, are on the rise, and, and some cities here in Ontario are actually entering lockdown again. Uh, I mentioned last week that we would have a special guest on for this episode, but unfortunately that had to be canceled uh, due to these rising cases, so forgive me for that, but I hope uh, everyone over in the States um, is having a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving, um, but I'll save the guest for another episode, so don't worry about that. Um, that guest will be on, and I will make sure uh, to make a special announcement when the time is right. Uh, this episode actually will be a little bit different. That's because it's uh, actually mainly uh, an awards show. So we'll actually do the beer portion first uh, because the latter part of the show will end off with uh, talking about the finalists and then finally crowning someone for the Craft Beer Talk Show Introductory to Craft Beer Choice of the Year Award. Some of you may be wondering, uh, what the hell is that? But stay tuned. I'll, I'll talk about it more once we get into it. Uh, if you're a returning listener, then you know very well. I almost talk about it, uh, at least in these coming weeks, almost every week, right? So um, stay tuned for that part. That'll be after uh, the beer review. But, uh, you know, as usual, there's a, a beer portion to our episodes. So we talk a little bit about a uh, specific brewery, a little bit of their history, then we dive into one of their beers. Um, some of you who like that part the best might be pretty pumped, actually, that we're basically diving into it right away. But you'll have to wait just one moment longer because first I want to tell you the reason I chose this particular beer for the episode. So uh, I attended this event last night. Uh, it's an outdoor social distance uh, event, to be clear. Uh, it was held at the Royal Botanical Gardens. Uh, it's located here in Burlington, Ontario. Uh, it's basically like a garden sanctuary with over uh, 181,000 different plants. There's a lot of plants. Um, you know, they have trails you can walk through to sort of uh, just get away and be one with nature. It's uh, it's pretty informative. Um, and if you love hiking and, and different like walks like that, that's definitely a place for you. Um, but... Uh, it's actually it's really beautiful in the summer because in the summer it's obviously full fledged. I think most flowers you know grow and they can't survive these these Canadian northern Canadian climates. So I think that definitely if you're gonna plan that visit, then you know do the summer when it's in its full fledged form, so to speak. Um, but they hold an event called Winter Wonders, um, where uh, a specific park that's located within the gardens, uh, Hendry Park. Um, is basically, you know, lit up uh, with lights and displays. And uh, every Thursday night, they actually host uh, a craft beer vendor. Um, it's always someone fairly local, and that basically allows you know people to try out this beer, uh, and it promotes small business, especially in these trying times. So I, I went to take a look around at all the beautiful displays, and obviously uh, enjoy some some wonderful pints, and you know what, I, I definitely uh, did really love it, um, I think it's definitely really worth it, it's it's fairly cheap, I think it's only like 18 bucks, 
uh, a person to go. So it's not really an expensive outing. You can get anything from beer, um, coffee, tea. They even do like hot chocolate spiked with Baileys if, if that's more of your cup of tea. Um, and then there's snacks and stuff. It's, it's a good place for the kids. They cater to kids. Um, and they, they cater to all ages, really. I mean, like there's jokes posted everywhere. And I was going to say that those jokes are for the kids. But who am I kidding? Like I, I thought the jokes were funny. Um, and I think really all ages can get a kick out of it. So... I definitely suggest go and checking that out. Shout out to Royal Botanical Gardens uh, for setting that up. Uh, it really put me in the holiday spirits, and they do a really good job of you know spacing people out. Um, it felt like almost the whole park was to myself, even when getting beer and, and this and that. Uh, you don't even feel like anyone's there. I was the only one in the place getting it. Uh, other people were behind me, but with the spacing, you don't really like come into contact. So... Uh, Highly recommend, 10 out of 10, but the brewery that was featured uh, when I was there was Big Rock Brewery, so I decided it would be fitting, of course, to do the beer review, um, you know, for Big Rock, so let's basically dive into it here, Big Rock was founded in 1985, um, where there was basically either one type of lager or another type of lager, and that's kind of all the options you uh, you had. We know from the last couple episodes or two episodes ago that craft beer wasn't you know starting to slowly creep up at this time, and Big Rock was definitely a player in this movement. Um, the man by uh, the name of Ed McNally uh, wanted something that he seemed was a, a real choice and rather than locating some import brews or you know maybe a smaller place that he could just change up where he drinks his beer at uh, for him the easy way out was opening up his own brewery um, and this was the birth of big rock ed believed that to raise one glass is to raise an entire industry and those values have been kept within the big rock business all the way up until today. So the brewery started with three beers. Uh, they started with a bitter, uh, a porter, and a traditional ale. Kind of all the main necessities when you think about it. Um, and they've grown to 10 signature beers, eight seasonal, four ciders, and also custom crafted private labels. So they've really expanded obviously since their first three. And you can imagine if their first three were that diverse that they've got everything um, you know, under the sun. So they got their start in Alberta, but uh, they've expanded to Vancouver, also expanded to here in Toronto, and they've kind of got their beer out to the biggest beer markets here in Canada. I actually went to the Big Rock Brewery, I think a few summers ago um, in Toronto, and I had a wonderful time there. Um, they do food, uh, and I thought the food was, was really well done. I think I got a flight. I mean, I can't necessarily remember what beers I had, but uh, I do definitely remember enjoying it very much so. So why the name Big Rock? Well, they say that in the middle of the Canadian prairies rests a 16,000-ton boulder. Um, obviously, this is something that stands out. Um, you know, it almost seems impossible that it even exists there. Um, and their brewery was named after this rock and basically it's it's vast amounts of curiosity uh, that come along with it so in terms of the beer i'll be trying today uh, it is their traditional ale which is uh, an english style brown ale um, big rock like i mentioned has 
10 signature beers, um, this being one of them in that lineup. I also tried uh, their Grasshopper Wheat Ale, um, and there was also another beer there. Uh, I don't recall the name of it. I think it was along the lines of like Alberta Alberta Signature something or Alberta Premium something. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I didn't see it. Um, on the website when researching you know the history uh, of the brewery so I'm guessing that it's fairly new unless it's kind of like a, a beer that they already have and they're rebranding it uh, I'm not too sure or maybe it's a it's a partnership of some sort but I didn't get that idea it seemed to you know be by uh, Big Rock Brewery so I'll definitely have to investigate more into that um, I was told by the person serving it wasn't a Big Rock member um, they were there but they were kind of at the the beginning uh, to greet you they didn't actually serve the beer they handed out um, a hat a bottle opener so that was also really cool also free delivery um, coupons so it was pretty nice to just you know get some free swag um, of the brand and obviously a good way to promote themselves but the the girl serving me uh, had told me that whatever that beer was was basically just a, a traditional lager um, a simple traditional lager. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's definitely a little bit too late for the uh, craft beer talk show introductory to craft beer choice of the year award, but uh, it potentially could be a 2021 uh, candidate for sure. So let's dive in to this traditional ale. Um, it sits at 20 IBUs. It is uh, only 5%. Um, English style brown ale, like I mentioned, I, I like the writing uh, on the front of the can. Last week, I started doing um, the videos for um, the tastings and doing the full videos as I kept mentioning about the studio. I've come, you know, to be known, I think, on this podcast as the leader of disappointment um unfortunately for this episode there will not be a full tasting video but that is only because um my my boom arm um like the the arm that holds my microphone uh actually broke um the way it was set up it wasn't you know established real well uh, and that's going to be basically the only way to do this at the same time. Uh, so I can be hands-free, of course, right now. I'm actually just holding um, the microphone. And I only have one of these beers. So unless I get more, um, then I'll be able to do it. So maybe what I can do is, um, if this is something, obviously, you know, I want to put out there. But what I can maybe do is, during the week... Uh, I'm not making any promises because I've I've been known to make promises and not follow through on them. Um, but maybe I can get one of these beers during the week and do the video kind of all over again. But we'll see because then it won't be kind of the first time experience. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I won't make any promises. Um, on the side of the can here, uh, it says a recipe gone untouched since um, Big Rock's founding. Toasty malt and sweet caramel up front finishes with a nutty flavor, medium creamy carbonation, and mild hop bitterness. It's got kind of uh, a bunch of different scales on the side of it. I like when beers do that. 
because it really allows someone who has no idea about craft beer, and not even craft beer in general, but styles of beer, um, to kind of know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, you can see the color. They have dark. If you're you're someone who's like, I hate dark beer, but you, you look at, obviously, brown should give it away. But if you didn't read that and you just see traditional ale, you might be thinking it's the same as any other ale you've ever tasted. Um, but I like how it shows for the IBUs uh, in terms of bitterness. 20 is, is very low, obviously, 100 being the high end. Um, it's nowhere near that. Uh, and as well as the flavor, they have it malty on one end and hoppy on the other. Um, and this beer is obviously going to be uh, extremely malty. Uh, another reason I, I wanted to do this specific one was I talk a lot about, you know, the heritage of beer and the history um, of different styles. And one I've always talked about was these brown ales of, of Europe. I think when I talk about IPAs where I've talked about Pilsners and Lagers, it always starts with, you know, oh, they just drank the traditional brown ales. And I never really dived into what that was and what that meant. And I think it's going to be kind of cool to do a tasting of a beer that kind of represents that. And uh, that would be the first. I think this is the first brown ale um, we've done other than, you know, we did the, I think it was a rye lager. It might have been rye ale, uh, the very, very first episode but that would have been the only thing that came close. And I don't believe that it was, you know, a brown ale all. I'm just saying that would have been the closest too. But uh, I love that this is called basically just traditional ale. That is the name of it, traditional ale. Um, it really makes me think that we're going to be tasting um, the beer of, you know, like the 1700s um, before all of these other different styles came along. So that is very exciting. But I am going to crack this beer open so we can get it tasted, uh, reviewed, and then we'll move on to the crowning uh, of the awards. All right, so we've got the beer poured. Um, absolutely stunning, and honestly, it looks exactly how uh, I pictured uh, all of those beers to look like back in the day. Um, it's got a really thick, kind of off-white head. Um, looks super, super creamy. Um, it is very brown. It's not hazy or anything. It is very clear, but it is dark, so you can't necessarily see right through it. Um, but it is a very clean-looking uh, beer. In terms of smell, I definitely agree. I can I can taste, or sorry, I can smell. Um, you know the toastiness. You can kind of get a hint of that, but it, I can definitely get the sweet caramel. Absolutely. Um, it actually smells to me like a little, almost a little bit of maple in there, but it really reminds me of when you go to the Sugar Shack. Uh, I'm not too sure if you know Americans or anywhere else uh, in the world are familiar with that, but basically it's a place where you go. It's it's like a cabin, um, and they they usually have maple trees there that are tapped for maple syrup. And one of the main things you do there is you grab a stick, you dip it in like this, uh, like maple, I don't know, syrup kind of stuff. And then you roll it, um, in the snow and then it's kind of like a, a maple popsicle, laffy taffy type thing. It's honestly delicious, but 
This actually smells like that to me. It doesn't give off a whole huge vibe of maple, but I could, that that sweetness, that's that's the trigger for me right there. When I smell this type of sweetness, it reminds me exactly um, of that kind of sweetness. So I don't know if it will do that for you, but that's, that's what I'm getting. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a sip here. Mm. Okay, so I w- I would say a lot of the times um, there's beers that almost don't taste like they smell. Um, I think that this beer tastes exactly like it smells. The way I almost talked about the the aroma progression that I went through, where you get the toastiness and then you get. Uh, the sweetness is kind of exactly how I find the flavor profile to work. Um, I get like this bit of, of malt forward and I get this kind of toasty roasty type taste. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just a sweet, sweet finish. Um, and I, I really like that. I get a little bit of nuttiness, but uh, I find it more sweet than anything. Um, I, I actually really do enjoy that. I think this would definitely be a, a good pint to drink in substitution for your your traditional lager or typical um, pilsner or whatever you you drink at at the pub i think this would be a good mix-up and if you don't like really dark beers don't be fooled by the color Um, it's really nice really easy drinking i'm gonna take another sip Mm. it's it's just I think I almost want to say to in, in my opinion this is like exactly everything I would imagine um a, a brown ale to be. I I actually really 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 enjoy it. Um I think this is is perfect for like fall weather and especially coming into the winter. Um I think this is the kind of beer that I like to drink because it's not a, like a a lager or a pilsner that you want to serve like almost you know really cold so it's crisp i find this beer you can drink a definitely a more milder um temperature and, and that's of course how it should be served but i almost i almost like that for this time of the year i am going to give it one last sip and then we'll we'll give it a score it almost now has this like reddish tone to it um but i don't know if that's just me being seeing things but i'm trying to hold it up to like a backlight and it almost looks a little bit of red to me but it's a it is a beautiful color so i'm gonna give it one last sip and then we're gonna give it a score mm. what well, really really well done so for a score as I usually do, um, I like to judge things based off, you know, kind of how they represented themselves. And they wanted to do an English-style brown ale. They called it traditional ale. So obviously you expect it to be very traditional. You expect it to be very, not like simple, but classic. And I think they absolutely nailed it. Um, I'm going to have to give this beer uh, an 8 point nine uh, I think it's it's really really good um, 
I could drink a ton of these. Um, and you know what? I'm always curious to what other people's opinions kind of are. Like if they think, you know, if they wouldn't give this beer an 8.9. So I'm going to try and think of something I can do where, you know, I can get a lot more feedback on the scores if I if I rate them too high, this and that. You know, not everybody has tried the beers, but I've gotten a lot of feedback that people listen to the episodes. Uh, they know what beer it's going to be, and they actually get the beer and they drink it kind of with me as they listen to the episode. So I think that is really, really, really cool, and I, I want to thank you uh, for those that do that. Um, and all of you who are listening the normal way as well, but, uh, I really like this beer and uh, I recommend it, especially if it's, uh, honestly, I could see this beer being a a big Thanksgiving beer. I don't really think it's available in the States, but, um, you know, something like this would be the quintessential idea of, of Thanksgiving beer for me. So 8.9. Uh, for that, and and now that I'm talking about all these scores and these these high scores, and uh, you know what other people think, I think it's about time we you know wrap up our beer portion here and get into the big finale, which is the craft beer talk show uh, introductory to craft beer choice of the year uh, award. Uh, I've been talking about it a lot, especially as a recent, but that's because it's coming up and I wanted to spread awareness. I, I talked about it here and there over the course um, of these first 23 episodes. I think I didn't come up with it until, you know, midway before the, the first 10 episodes, maybe episode five or, or even six or seven or something like that. Um, I have explained what it is many times, but for the sake of this being kind of the award show, I am going to, to talk about it uh, a little bit more in depth, especially for the people who this might be their first time. Um, it's very, very, very simple award. Um, it's for beers that introduce people um, basically into the craft beer market. It's exactly um, what the award title says. That's kind of why I chose uh, it to be such a, a long title. Obviously, it's kind of humorous, but also I wanted to be very clear uh, of what this award is. I might change it up down the line. We'll see. Um, but I find that the rap on craft beer is sometimes misrepresented, and um, people are hesitant to to try these local breweries because they think it's all about the hops or um, you know what funky flavors can we put in beer but that is just not the truth here I just had an absolute delicious traditional ale um, that you potentially could get from one of the big names it's the loggers and pilner pilsners and um, all those types of light beers pretty much are the runner uh, the front runners I should say for the award just because that is typically what people are drinking Bud Light, Coors Light, Canadian um, all that kind of stuff Budweiser but people aren't giving a chance uh, for the local brewery to give their exact that exact style um, of beer a chance so the award was meant to highlight a brand, brewery and beer that does uh, an excellent job of kind of hitting all of those factors. Um, you know, having a beer 
that you could buy and your buddy who who's hesitant on on trying beers he's like oh craft beer i don't want that i don't want all those those weird flavors in my beer i just want a regular beer well you can hand this beer to him and say dude i want you to try this and then when he pops back oh wow you know who is this by oh it's just by you know joe and connie down the street you know they make this beer you should check them out oh awesome wow that's really great plus um you know it's a feel good factor of being able to uh, support your own economy and support your 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 local community so that's kind of what the whole idea was about that was kind of the whole idea um of this podcast anyways so i thought well why not crown somebody closer to the end of the year with christmas coming up we might do some christmas related things so i didn't really want it to get um intertwined with uh, all of the the christmas stuff so i decided you know what i'll make the award the last week um of november so that way once we get in december it's all about december it's all about the holidays christmas whatever and then you know the end of november is, is close enough to the end of the year that we can give the award out and and uh you know kind of do a little celebration but uh before we get to the results i i wanted to talk about each of the finalists because there were eight finalists and they all you know do an absolutely amazing job um, of what this uh, award represents so I definitely want to show each one of them out I did uh, put them on the Instagram Uh, I did list them um, on a a few episodes ago but I want to give them recognition again I kind of want to talk about them Um, every beer um, that has been nominated for this award had to have been tasted you know live on the show so i i posted polls and we'll get to those um results in just a minute but i posted polls on the instagram and and you know not everybody who follows the instagram listens to the podcast but that was kind of a way to oh hey this beer this beer this beer maybe i'll go back listen to the episode or i'll go back i'll get the beer i'll try it and then i can i can give a vote or maybe you've had the beer before and you know off the top of your head but that was kind of the the purpose and i wanted to um, have people included in the process uh, of picking the winner so it, it's got to be a beer that is been featured um on the show so let's start off from the top um furnace room brewery they are a uh, brewery from georgetown ontario and their beer was the beardmore kolsch i want to give a shout out to rod monkman um, he's the one who introduced me to to Furnace Room Brewery. He dropped off some beers for the show, uh, and I got to try a whole bunch of them. Um, you know, when I tried Beer More Cool, she described it as absolutely super crushable. I totally agree with him, and I knew that it, it had to be a finalist. Um, so that that's why that's in there. Um, the next one, the next two actually, because they're from the same brewery, uh, are the McKinnon Brothers Brewing. Um, they are a brewery near Kingston, and they're in a small town, uh, and they run their brewery basically basically out of uh, a farmhouse, uh, and their whole idea was, you know, farm-to-table, you know, farm-to-beer kind of uh, a method, so they have their own hop farms, they, they grow their own ingredients, and they kind of use all of their resources and, and put it into one beer. Um, the first beer that was nominated was Crosscut Canadian Ale. And the second was Harvest Ale. And Harvest Ale, 
um, was their first ever 100% um, you know, source grown on their farm uh, and harvested and then turned into beer. So that was the Harvest Ale. So I thought that was uh, extremely cool. Um, I knew both beers, easy drinking beers, but they had a lot of flavor. Um, but not flavors that I, I knew would be, I guess, offensive to um, people who weren't in the craft beer industry, who weren't into it. Um, they're they're very easygoing um, beers, and uh, check those out. The next uh, three and four, um, it's also in the same brewery. So this is Naughty Otter. They're based out of Kingston as well. Um, it's their Naughty Otter Lager and the Naughty Otter um, Pilsner. Um, both these beers are awesome. The story uh, is really awesome about these guys. I was introduced to this beer um, by uh, another friend who who worked for a, a brewing company that you know was focused in uh, sales, and this was one of their clients, Naughty Otter. So his job was to get them in the LCBOs, liquor stores, beer stores, grocery stores, bars, whatever you name it. Um, so I had had these beers. And then I knew I had to feature them on the show because uh, they're awesome. They're easy to go drinking. They're quintessential for for this award. Um, next up is Old Credit Brewing, uh, Ice Age Pilsner. Um, they are based in Port Credit. Um, it's kind of near Mississauga. And I actually stumbled upon these guys by chance. I, I was looking um, through the beer aisle and... I just saw them, and, you know, it kind of popped at me. And I figured, okay, you know, I, ha- I have to give these guys a shot. It's a Pilsner. I've never heard of them before. I'm going to try it. Um, tried it, loved it. And then I knew when I did the Pilsner episode that I was going to feature them alongside Steam Whistle, one of my personal personal favorites, which brings us to our next one, uh, Steam Whistle Brewing from Toronto with their premium session lager. That's their brand new beer, um, which came out this year. Um, it, it's very good. Uh, it does have, you know, kind of a hoppy, hoppier flavor to it, but it's nothing that's too outrageous to the point where it should turn anyone off. Um, it is a little bit maybe uh, more fruitier, um, so to speak, than I think, you know, the classic lager drinker uh, might like but uh, I think it's amazing and I think it's definitely a beer that you could give to somebody and it's very similar to uh, other beers out there but better Um, and then also lastly Storyteller Beverages they are also from Toronto uh, and they do a lager uh, really nice crisp easy drinking beer I first had them on uh, a golf course and I loved it. Uh, a buddy actually recommended it to me. And, you know, the rest is history in terms of, of that episode. They were nice enough to drop off some beer to me as well. So shout out to Storyteller Beverages. Please uh, check them out. But uh, like I said, I, I posted polls um, and, and everyone got tons and tons and tons of votes. But there were definitely two standouts for sure from uh, the audience uh, point of view and that was naughty otter pilsner and steam whistle premium session lager so those were the crowd um, favorites and i had mentioned that what the audience said would would be a huge factor when 
you know, making my decision. So I definitely wanted to take into consideration what everyone else thought uh, before just picking one, essentially. So there are actually two others, I believe, that should be in this conversation, um, which are Furnace Room Breweries, uh, Beardmore Kolsch, and also uh, Storyteller Beverages. I think both those beers are awesome, super crushable. Like I said, my buddy um, recommended me Storyteller, and the craziest thing is that my buddy isn't big into the craft industry at all, and he likes Storyteller, right? And I thought to myself, well, that's exactly the point, man. You know, support local business. You love this beer. Why not get more of it um, instead of the big names that necessarily aren't supporting your economy? And I think it's a really important um, thing to do, especially at these times. So, you know, doing this podcast and supporting these local breweries isn't, you know, you know, I'm not doing enough to, to shout out these people and, and uh, you know, give their... Uh, businesses some um, you know highlights so unfortunately with all that being said there could only be one so obviously I took into consideration um, my personal thoughts what I thought uh, needed to be done and the audience's uh, reviews so it is my pleasure to announce the winner of the first ever craft beer talk show introductory to craft beer choice of the year award the winner goes to naughty otter pilsner congratulations um why did i choose this beer why did it come down well one like I said, obviously the audience thought this beer was awesome, and I'll, I'll let you know that Naughty Otter Lager actually had a considerable amount um, of votes as well. But uh, Naughty Otter Pilsner, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome beer. It's everything I would imagine. Uh, I mentioned before, the story is very cool, guys, out of Queen's University. Um, these guys were, were kind of like you know, the beer voice for this whole university crowd, you know, and the way they started gives hope to other breweries. Um, and I think people who have hear the story can respect, um, you know, the determination and everything that these guys went through to get their name, um, you know, well-known and uh, established. And I think that the, they're awesome. I almost don't think they get enough recognition. So that's another reason I, I wanted to give them um, the award because it's such a good beer. And hey, like I've always mentioned, it's a Pilsner. I'm a big fan of Pilsner. So I'm super happy that a Pilsner won. Obviously, I made the choice. So is it biased? Mm, I don't think so. They deserve it. Um, these guys are, are just awesome. Go back and listen to the Naughty Otter Pilsner um, episode. Uh, I did the blogger and the Pilsner. Give it a listen, um, and you'll hear their whole story. Go to their website. Um, there was a little bit of confusion in terms of the whole brewing process um, because Gannon Oak Brewing Company, um, I think, is involved in terms of, I, I think it's just like contract brewing, so I think that's just where the beer is brewed. Um but uh, nonetheless, uh, Naughty Otter Pilsner, you absolutely deserved it. Uh, I don't think the one thing I mentioned, I, I did a couple episodes ago, but uh, not on this one. I haven't mentioned it. 
what the award actually is, you know, what the prize, I guess you could call it is. Um, well, it's mostly bragging rights, but uh, I will be sending Naughty Otter. Um, it's basically, you know, when you, you graduate university or college and you get the diploma and the degree at the end, um, and it's a nice piece of paper, and then you usually put it um, in a frame, you hang it on your wallet. It's basically, that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, I'll, I'll post a picture during the week. Naughty Otter, uh, I'll be in contact um, with you in terms of where I should send it. And, um, you know, if they if they choose to hang it up in the brewery or in an office or, or whatever, so be it. Um, that's kind of a, it's a reminder that you're doing the right thing. You're making great beer and uh, you're persuading people every single day to support local business and local beers because that's what we should be doing. Um, other than that... That wraps up uh, episode 23. Uh, this was definitely a fun episode to do. Um, tastings and, and um, beers that are eligible for next year's award start basically at the next episode. So they don't actually have to wait till 2021 to be considered for 2021. Um, they will start... Uh, after this episode or during this episode. So um, Big Rock does have potential to be nominated for 2021. Um, But that wraps up today's episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Stay tuned for more stuff coming out this week on the Instagram. Um, That's Craft Beer Talk Show. Give us a follow. I'll be posting uh, all of the accounts you should follow in the description. Um, Other than that, uh, I hope, uh, again, our American listeners have a wonderful Thanksgiving and everyone else have a wonderful weekend. Cheers.